Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. So let's get into what was a bizarre exchange on social media by Devin White, the Bucks linebacker extraordinaire, the Pro Bowler. And for all the world, I'd say this lasted about 30 minutes, Steve. He went on Instagram and, and various social medias, and it looked like a divorce was happening with the Tampa Bay Bucks. For some reason, when you read these things, it looked like Devin White seemed to think that his time with the Bucks was coming to an end. There were these cryptic posts, and they were bizarre. One uh, post featured a photo of White putting on his cleats at the Bucks locker room, along with the words, thank you, and then two emojis, one of a pirate flag and a peace sign. Like, peace out, right? Like, I'm, I'm out. The next one included a shot of White playing in a game with a caption that read, four year went by fast. And then finally, there was a post of a photo of a white sign that read, God isn't asking you to figure it out. He's asking you to trust that he already has. Under the photo was a caption that read, next stop and a checkered flag emoji. <laughs> it's like, you know, like you've reached the, the finish line. Now, what are we to make of this in real time? What would this say to you if you're trying to put the puzzle together here, right? Well, knowing that free agency starts next week, mm-hmm. the league calendar starts next week, and teams have, have to be six million dollars yeah, over the salary, and cap teams have by to be cap week. compliant by next week. Yeah, yeah. Your first inclination is they're cutting or trading him. <laughs> exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, that's that's really all you could assume is that, wait a minute, so his Bucks career is coming to some conclusion. Why? And you go, well, the fifth-year option, which they are committed to, that they picked up last year, um, is, you know, around 11.7 million dollars. 11.7, I think. And that's flat. Like, you can't do anything with it, right? Um, So... Okay, maybe they're really having a tough time becoming cap compliant by next Wednesday at 4 p.m. And this could be the surprise cut or the surprise trade or what have you. So for about a half hour there, (laughs) we were scrambling and trying to figure out what was going on. Not too long after I was able to, according to my sources, I've confirmed the Buccaneers have no plans to trade Devin White this year. Um, and so that was like, okay, well then it's just sort of some kind of a meltdown, right? Like some kind of a misunderstanding, you know, what had happened was what I meant to say was like, I kept waiting, you know, what's going to happen. And then it came and then came another, uh, post on social media, which seemed to an attempt to calm the waters because <laughs> people were losing it. 
including people that cover the team. And he had a post that said, uh, next year we're going to rock it out. We're going to rock out even harder. I promise you. Followed by the hashtags GetLive45 and Go Bucks, in Cajun words, uh, as well as emojis of a face with a cowboy hat and a pirate flag. Okay, because he's a country boy. So now that one was like, oh, wait a minute. So, okay, so it's cool. So you are here, right? Then he responded to this group of first initial posts that we posted, uh, and he said, and kind of in a way to explain things, he goes, hey, reflecting on how fast my first four years went by, definitely thanks to Bucks fans, quote, good and bad and mean ones, LOL, followed by a face with tears of joy emoji, and then it said, the upside is scary, uh, along with a flex biceps emoji. So uh, his his feelings, he was all into his feelings a little bit. And I don't know what transpired between when he first posted these three very cryptic ones. It seemed like for all the world he was pretty much done. And then quickly reeled it back, I'm sure, after the organization said, what are you doing? Um, I can tell you this. When I contacted some folks at the organization, the first response was, I have no clue what's going on with this guy. And then another one was, and this was probably more to the point, um, don't want to get into it, but at this time, there I mean, there are no plans, not just at this time, but there are we have no plans of trading Devin White. And why would you, right? I mean, first of all, they don't have any inside linebackers. Remember, Levante David is a free agent. They'd like to get him back, but he's thirty, going to be 30, 33 years old. Um, and this dude has been to the Pro Bowl. According to Todd Bowles the other day at the NFL Combine, he's one of their two top players on defense, period. We said, well, who's the other one? He goes, ah, it depends on the day. But Devin's definitely one of them, right? And then he went on to say that Devin takes a lot of heat for many things. And everybody talks about the missed tackles, but what he but he makes tackles that I haven't seen linebackers make in 30 years. He can make plays for us. He's still one of our best two players on defense. Does that sound like a coach that wants to trade his linebacker? Nope. So well, but but the you, coach the coach wanting to trade it and the GM going, well, I gotta true. find fifty six million is a different Well, true. Yeah. You you can only got so much change in your couch. But uh, you had a good point before we came on the podcast, and I had thought about this as well. In an effort to get under the cap, what you do as a football organization, and Mike Greenberg's doing this, and every team in the league is doing this, is you try to get go to those guys that you want to extend or that that maybe have recently signed a contract that you can then, you know, move some money around, pay them their salary in a, in a bonus pay it up front, then amortize it over some remaining years, maybe add a, um, you know, sort of a dummy year, if you will, or avoidable year to, to lower their cap number. And that's how you, that's how you manipulate the cap. So I was thinking, and you said this earlier uh, to me that, well, maybe they were making an effort to extend him so that they could have something lesser than an $11.7 million figure. And you know what? That makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense that he is a player that they would like to have a future with, but maybe it didn't get done. Maybe they couldn't come to that agreement, and therefore this was his reaction. That, to me, that makes the most sense. 
mm-hmm. you know, that they've been discussing it. They can't come to a deal. He's frustrated and he vented on yeah. social media. Yep. Yep. I mean, don't know if that's the real answer, but it makes the most no. sense. It totally makes sense because I, I just don't know why it would be such a series of cryptic messages with things like peace signs and finish lines and, you know, been a quick four years and all this kind of stuff, nonsense. Something precipitated that, right? And we've seen players do this over the last couple of years. They've taken down, right, uh, mentions of their team on their social media. You know, they've t- removed all mentions of their team sometimes. In this case sort of making it seem like that, that he was done here when, in fact, he's not. So only Devin knows, and I don't think he really explained it. I think he walked it back and probably got a, a few phone calls from the organization at some point about that. But, yeah, just the theory and a good one that you have is that they were trying to see if they could lower that cap number and get some relief. And by doing that, you would have had to extend his contract. And maybe they just couldn't come to an agreement. So, but, boy, we had a lot of NFL news, especially on the quarterbacks. Wait till you hear this one in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 12 years in the area, all over the state, really. It, it's There's a lot of these companies out there. But May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's the main difference. If you visit the Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. That's important. So all those guys up there on the roof putting in those solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill, and preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. All right, sort of as we're doing this podcast, maybe a little bit before, Steve, big breaking news in the quarterback world. And yes, it involves somebody we all know very well. That's going to shake up the league in ways we can't even imagine yet. It's true. I mean, everyone saw the news today, right? Quentin Flowers going to the Guardians. (laughs) Now, when you say Guardians, that's not the Cleveland baseball team. No, he has not switched sports. He's going to the <laughs> I, the Orlando Guardians. Here you go. Of the XFL. And it is shaking up the league. It's just not the NFL. Yeah, just a little fun. As we obviously know, there's, there were several quarterback signings today. But Yes, yes. Have you watched oh, the nice XFL at all, by the way? You know what I have? I have watched a little bit of it. I've watched Anthony Becht coach. I didn't think I would tune in to watch a guy coach, but I did. Remember week one, they had that crazy game because they have these new rules. Rather than mm-hmm. get an onside kick, you get a shot at third and 15. 
And if you pick it up, you keep the ball. They came from way behind. They had a three-point conversion. Um, and they came from way way behind and won it on the last um, second field goal, I think, or something like that. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, is it McCarron, the former Alabama quarterback, is playing now yep. again? Mm-hmm. Um, just really was good. I've seen a few. I've seen a few of it. Um, now it's confusing because there's the XFL, which I think is the better of the two league, and then there's the USFL. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't watched them very much, but that one's starting back up in April, I believe. That hasn't. Oh, well, that's probably why yeah. I haven't watched it then. Yeah, uh, and that and so, but the XFL, yeah, I have, and there's there's some good ball, you know, some. I'm just not a summer league guy. I mean, I I just feel like it's an inferior product and. Um, the good news is, is that a lot of these guys are getting a chance and a second chance and they will get, um, invitations to training camps as a result of the film. Mm -hmm. And it's a great league to experiment for the NFL about, and I like this change about the onside kicks, Mm -hmm. you know, where the percentage is so low that you're almost never going to get an onside kick, but third and 15 where it's not very high either. eh, You got, you got a fighter's chance, you know, the three point conversion to help you come from behind and that stuff's kind of innovative that I like. Yeah, I have not watched any of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I know when the XFL came back, what, the second time? This is the third iteration now. That's right. Um, it, it was, to me, it was too much trying to be like the NFL. Yes. And there's not, there's not 32 quarterbacks good enough to run the NFL offenses. No doubt. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I love the Quinton Flowers sign. I thought Quinton Flowers should have started for the Vipers. Yeah, yeah he should have. The problem is you have coaches trying to get back in the NFL. So they want to run an NFL-style offense. Well, make the league entertaining. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There, like I said, there's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that run NFL offenses well enough. That's so correct. run it more like a college system. Be innovative. Mm-hmm. Do different things. Right. You know, if they're just going to try to make it like the NFL but experiment with a couple rules here and there, to me it's like it's like minor league. It's minor leagues. It's fine. I mean, for those that are right. playing and trying to make a – to get the NFL's attention, great. Right. But it's not a product people go to watch all the time. Yeah, it's not for the consumer. Mm-hmm. They're doing some things, too, I think, like the way they broadcast games mm-hmm. is different, right? Because there's so much access with the mics, yeah. the coaches calling I, I plays, love those innovations. In and unfortunately, the NFL yeah. will never do some of those things. But They probably won't. They probably won't. But we, we could get some more. I mean, I think mm-hmm. – and I don't know that I want to hear every play call or every communication between the coach and, and quarter. I, I don't – I don't know that that's necessary, but um, there are some conversations that you hear that are kind of cool mm-hmm. that I wouldn't mind during the course of a game. Um, Agreed. You know, I I don't know that that's going to make guys making you know Tom Brady happy if he's going to indeed do color analysis for thirty seven and a half million dollars where he's not going to have to talk much if the quarterback's talking between plays. Um, so there's that the way you broadcast the game is different, right? When mm-hmm. when they have that much um, that much sound going on, but but yeah, I I you know I, it has its place, right? It has mm-hmm. its place. Um, that what made and people probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast may not remember the actual beginning of the real USFL, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a you know an existential threat to the NFL because there were many teams in cities where the NFL teams were like Tampa Bay um, that were being outdrawn significantly in attendance by the newcomer, by the USFL. And the reason was that that league was competing for players out of college. They got Herschel Walker. 
they got Jim Kelly, right? They got Steve Young. They got um, Doug Williams after, you know, he he left Tampa Bay. Like, they had stars, Joe Cribs, right? And so, I, again, I think that's what you, you know, you need the best. You need you need elite performance. Um, and they competed for it, and they got it, and and the league was really was really thriving there for a while. So this nowadays, it's I think it's next to impossible to match the money that a guy is going to get coming into the NFL. In fact, I know it is. So there's not that you're not watching the best, and you know it when you turn it on. You kind of mm-hmm. just know it. And that's okay. Um, it's okay, but you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, the spring, you know, football in the spring was cool because you had these stars. And we're not going back to the stars anymore. Um, so, you know, to each his own. I mean, I, I find it mildly entertaining. I watched more of it the other day than I thought I would. And then I realized, like, what am I watching? <laughs> I don't need to watch football <laughs> right now, man. Let me turn on, let me turn on something else. But, uh, um, but yeah, so. Good for Quentin Flowers. Anyway, but there was there was NFL quarterback news, and it's significant, and it's big, and it's going to affect the NFC South and the Bucks for years to come. The domino that fell was Derek Carr. He signs a four-year, $150 million deal with the New Orleans Saints. $100 million of that is guaranteed. How are the Saints doing it? Because they were about $40 million or close to $40 million over salary cap. Well, they have gone in and renegotiated, as they've done in the past, a ton of deals. Lord cap numbers, voidable years, all of that. They're going to be cap compliant. But they get Carr, who had visited a lot of teams, including the New York Jets. Um, you know, the Carolina Panthers were one of the teams that were interested in Derek. And he ends up with the Saints, which I think is a good match for him. I think the Saints have a very small window, particularly on defense. They're a, they're a better than average to almost very good defense. Um, when they're all healthy, uh, you know, and they've lost some pieces, obviously, and their players are getting older, like Demario Davis and whatnot. But we, you know, but for a comeback by Tom Brady, if the Saints win that game, they're tied for first. I think they go on and maybe win the division. This is with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Well, now you don't have Andy Dalton. You have it. You have Derek Carr, who's still in his thirties, uh, who played on a team that had no defense. You know, he, he's going to need some more pieces around him, I think. But the offensive line is better than it has been. I don't know the fate of Alvin Kamara because he's involved in this um, altercation, I guess. So he could be facing some kind of suspension down the road. Um, but they've got run, they've got other running backs. Um, they have Chris Olave, who is a, a really talented young player from Ohio State. Michael Thomas probably isn't going to play. Um, but I, I think Derek Carr can do some stuff. And right now... As we sit here today, the New Orleans Saints are the favorite to win the NFC South, and it's not even close because they have the best quarterback, period. They just do. They do, and they have a good defense mm-hmm. to go with that. I mean, that's something Derek Carr's never really had in, in Oakland slash No, he has. That's right. You know, his, that's his, right. his teams have given up the most points in the NFL since he's been a starting quarterback. That's crazy, right? Which is that's crazy. Hard to win a lot of games consistently, and to be mm-hmm. extremely successful when you're giving up more points than any other team. Been to the playoffs once, mm-hmm. hasn't won. Uh, went with Rich Bisaccia two years ago, and who couldn't and, get a and, who couldn't get a head coaching job after that? 
after he turned <laughs> yeah. that team around. It just shows you it's kind crazy. of the, that franchise. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, he did a really good job. And so now he, he goes from Las Vegas, was an Oakland um, guy from Fresno State. I think he's going to do well in the South. He's in the NFC, not the AFC, so he doesn't have to. He was in a division with Patrick Mahomes um, and the AFC West, which was the strongest division maybe in football. Um, and so NFC South, no quarterbacks. There's for the taking, period. Now I think Carolina at nine is going to move up and draft a quarterback. I really, really do. Um, they also were in it for Derek Carr. They met with him as well, but I, they, they, they've, they've had their sort of retreads through there the last few years, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And when I think they're ready to try to build for the long term with a young quarterback, they're at nine, they can get up there. They have to give up not only this year's first, but you know, 2024 and 2025 and, and something else, but they're within range of maybe the top three or four guys. And, you know, and as far as Atlanta, kind of, kind of the same thing. They needed, they need a guy, but maybe they go the free agent route. Like I, we'll know today because this is a big day in the NFL. It's the deadline to franchise players to use the franchise player tag if you're going to use it at all. By 4 p.m. today, you have to designate a franchise player, or you just don't have one. I think that the Baltimore Ravens are not in a place where they can sign Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal. And I think they're going to put a non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Non-exclusive meaning teams can then sign him to a, to an offer sheet and the Ravens would have a chance to match whatever it is. Say somebody says, here's $500 million. Well, the Ravens probably wouldn't pay it. Well, if they don't, they would lose the player, but then the compensation is two number one picks. So they protect themselves on the backside in the event that he does get the deal that he's dreaming of somewhere else. Um, but they also have the right to, to match a deal that he agrees to with someone else. And so that way the negotiation is done for them. But from what I understand, I, I don't think they're going to be close enough to, to strike a long-term deal before um, the franchise tag has to be used. So I'm expecting him to be tagged. We'll have to wait and see. Um there was another big signing. Geno Smith signs a three-year, $100 million deal to return to Seattle, which I think both parties really, really wanted. He gets $52 million, I guess, is guaranteed this upcoming season. Here's how I would look at the Geno Smith deal. It's a To me, it's a two-year deal, right? The, the, the $100 million for three, I mean, that what's guaranteed? That's all I care about in these deals. So if you look at it and you go, okay, $52 million for two years. Well, that's starter money and then some, right? $52 million. But let's say that they draft Anthony Richardson at five, which seems incredibly possible to me. Richardson said he had an unbelievable visit with the Seattle Seahawks, and Pete Carroll just felt a special vibe there. And the plan would be what it was with Mahomes is we're not playing him. We're not playing him as a rookie. We got a guy. We got Geno Smith, consummate pro. He won nine games for us. This is his team. We're going to let him go out there and try to win. And let's say a year from now, even if Gino is good and you go, yeah, you know what? We want to make the switch to Richardson. Well, starter money for a quarterback, if, you, if, if Gino starts the bulk of the games this year, you know, to pay a guy $35, $40 million, that's okay. That's what they make. And then next year, even as a backup, if you said, well, we're going to pay him $12 million, that's okay too. So to have him for two years and $52 million guaranteed, 
um, seems about right. And it still doesn't prevent you from drafting a quarterback and, and turning to him at some point. So I think Seattle's in a really, really good place. Um, the Bucks, not so much. Because, <laughs> uh, like I said, Carolina can get up there in this quarterback world. The Bucks have a lot of quarterbacks they like in this draft. But at you know number 19, too much juice to move. And so they're looking for, as Jason Light said, they're kind of looking for bargains. They're looking for value. And that's, in other words, for guys that are underpriced. And so I think that there's two quarterbacks that most people sort of honing in on on the Bucks, you know, with. And one, of course, is Drew Locke because he's been in Dave Canales' offense in Seattle. Uh, he's a guy that has a really good arm that may still have some upside but just hasn't been able to really um, match it yet, particularly accuracy issues and things like that. But you would love if you're Dave Canales to have somebody in that room, right, with Kyle Trask that knows the offense that can say, no, 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 this is what this means. This is what this means. Here's here's where you go if you see this coverage or whatever. Understanding of the offense. That would be that would be enormous for all the quarterbacks that they were to end up with in Tampa Bay. The other name you're going to hear over and over again, and I, it's legit, is Baker Mayfield. And Baker is one of those guys that, look, He's looking to go someplace where there's a chance to start. And guess what? There's a chance to start in Tampa. Kyle Trask has done nothing, right, to show anybody anything except in practice, and that was with an offense he will not be running um, and is with a quarterback's coach who has never coached quarterbacks or any other position before. So if you're Baker Mayfield and you have the pedigree he does and you went into the Rams and in two days – was able to learn enough with a bunch of talent around you and beat the Arizona Cardinals in a football game, you can handle this, right? It's Kyle Trask. So, and and there's other teams that I think Mayfield's going to have some options. I think one of those is going to be former Buck safety John Lynch now with the 49ers of the GM. He said, we're going to probably have to sign a veteran. Baker Mayfield makes great sense for them. He really does. Um, it doesn't look like Brock Purdy's going to be back anytime soon. Um, you know, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo's moving on. He's one of the next dominoes that's going to fall here in a little while. And Trey Lance is still, you know, he's going to try to come back off an injury and, and nobody knows if he's any good because he just hasn't played enough before he got hurt with that ankle. So I think that's a place where you're going to hear Baker Mayfield. So it's going to be interesting. And, and that, that might not be a signing that happens next week, you know, on at, four o'clock on the 15th on Wednesday when Adam Schefter starts reeling off, you know, according to my sources, so-and-so sign with so-and-so. And he and goes for a half hour without taking a breath. I don't think the Bucks will be part of that. I think the Bucks are truly going to be bargain basement hunters and they're going to let the, the market come back to them. And as we do this podcast, taping it on what, uh, what is it? Tuesday night, Monday night. Is that correct? Monday night. <laughs> Completely lost track of time. <laughs> This is what happens when you work seven days a week, as you know, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Monday night, so Tuesday, uh, as you listen to this podcast today at four p.m., the Bucks need to designate um, a franchise player or not. I I'm curious. I I don't know that they're going to use the tag at all. And if you were going to use it, it would be on Jamel Dean. And there's so much money over the cap. But do and, they want to yes, pay that were, much for another cornerback when you've already got Carlton Davis at a big number? Right. And again, much like we were talking about with uh, Devin White, 
it's just a firm 17 and a half, 18 mil. Like you can't do anything. You can't amortize. You can't, you know, give them a signing bonus and then split it over a bunch of years. It's one year. Boom. You take it on right now. And I just don't think they have now a bunch of their guys. They got 23 free agents. A bunch of them are defensive backs, right? Including Sean Murphy bunting. Mm -hmm. Now Sean Murphy bunting can play and he started to play better at the end of the year, especially outside. Um, He's not going to cost what Jamel Dean does. And don't forget that you also have Zion McCallum that you drafted a year ago that got to play in some games. You're really high on him. And you have the draft. And you signed your you know, franchise corner uh, in Carlton Davis anyway. So you might want Mike Edwards back as a safety instead, which would be less money. And it doesn't preclude them from being one of the teams still negotiating with Jamel Dean. You just sometimes when you can't agree on value, you go, okay, well, let's go out there. You go out there and you figure out what your value is. What's the highest bid? And you're not required to shop it and go back to your former team. But if there is a difference in opinion, sometimes it becomes pretty obvious really quick. And that might be the tack. In fact, I would at this point, and again, by the time you hear this podcast, it might be completely wrong, but I'm willing to say it. At this point, I don't think they're going to use the franchise tag. They've used it like the last four years, but I think this time, because of their salary cap restrictions, it's just prohibitive. And they'll have to either make do, get them back on another deal, or find some other answers at corner because I, I just don't, I don't know that they can do it. Not if they're going to balance their books this year. No. If they're going to stop pushing money down the road. Right. If they truly want to, and I, I believe this is what they want to do. They want to balance their books, get out from all mm-hmm. the dead cap money after this season. So right. that means not restructuring a lot of deals to push it down the road unless you have right. to. If they're going to do that, then, yeah, you're not going to franchise somebody. No, that's exactly right. Uh, I and, and and I love Jamel as a player. I mm-hmm. think he had his best year. I think um, they like him as a player. They do. They really do. And he's listed like in the top ten free agents. Mm-hmm. If you uh, you know many of those lists that they do on Pro Football Focus and different places like that. So it's not as if uh, the uh, the rest of the league knows him, has needs for him, wants him, all of that stuff. But you just simply this is not the year. And when you're paying one corner. It's difficult to pay two. When you're paying one receiver, it's difficult to pay two. Um, when you're paying one linebacker after this year, it'll be difficult to play, pay two. And that's just sort of the, the way it is of the NFL. But they do have a plan. Check it out on TampaBay.com in the Tampa Bay Times. I wrote about um, you know sort of how they're realizing they're going to have to pay their bills. And we know that a bunch of players over these next few days are going to be waived or released, I should say. For salary cap reasons, people that have won Super Bowls here, like Donovan Smith, we know that Brait and Fournette are going to be on that list. They've already been informed of that. Probably Ryan Suckup. And, yes, there could be a surprise or two, although I don't think one would be Devin White. And they're trying to clear the deck for Kyle Trask, their only quarterback on a contract, to have a chance to be a starter. But he's going to face competition, like we mentioned. Somebody said to me, and I, I it, this kind of makes sense to me too, though, with Kyle Trask. Um, and I listen, I think Todd Bowles deserves the right to hire his own coaches and, you know, God bless him. He's had now this is his fifth, by the way, his fifth offensive coordinator in six years as a head coach. Do we detect a trend here? Uh, and it's not like the guys he hired before this went and got head coaching jobs. Um, none of them did. OK, none of them did. But that aside, 
Okay, you want to bring in your own coordinator, great. But if you were going to say to me, hey, we got this quarterback in Kyle Trask. Now, what can we do to make life hard for him? How about we change offenses? He's been in this one for two years. We, it's gone. We tear it up. It's out of here. Everything he's learned, all the, all the nuances of it, all the, you know, the verbiage and everything else, gone. We're going to take that away. What else can we do? Hey, let's give him a quarterback's coach while having been a quarterback himself has never even coached it before at any level. Hasn't been a position coach of any kind. He was an assistant receivers coach. Yeah, Thad Lewis, come on down. And I like Dad Lewis, and I'm told that he's going to be the next big thing, and maybe he is. But if you're Kyle Trask and you want the best chance as a starter to compete for a starting job, those two things are not in your favor, in my opinion. Now, they'll say, well, Dave Canales is bringing in an offense that's quarterback friendly, not going to put so much on the guy, going to run the football more. Those are all great things. They sound great, right? But you know, the me to you that they talk about, how does a guy process information, spit out the play, read the defense, make accurate throws, all of that is about comfortability. And they've removed a pretty good blanket from Kyle Trask. And so I'm anxious to see sort of how this works. I know he's a bright guy. I know he'll, you know, work his butt off and he's out there already, I guess, every day doing that. Um, we knew they were going to get younger. We knew they were going to release players. They were the oldest uh, team in the league. That's not a surprise. You're not going to see more Julio Joneses or Akeem Hicks in here. That's just not going to happen. And they got to get faster. It's one of the slowest teams, which is also part of being old. Jason Light said we got to get faster. We know we need to get younger. Um, they're also going to move some players in terms of their positions. Tristan Wirfs, I think, is going to be their left tackle. Um, I've The more I think about this, the more likely it is every day, I think, because one, Tristan would be game for it and is athletic enough to do it, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, two, if you're going to waive Donovan Smith, left tackle is a difficult one to replace, harder than, than it is to replace a right tackle. And while you hate to move an all-pro, you do have guys that can play right tackle, mm-hmm. starting with Luke Gedeke, who was awful at left guard. He was a right tackle in college. So maybe you play him at right tackle – Maybe you take Robert Hainsey, who's no longer going to be the center because Ryan Jensen's back, and maybe he plays left guard. And so you get your best five guys out there. Um, there's some other changes that are going to happen, I think, and and Todd Bowles talked about this, that um, Antoine Winfield Jr., who played in that slot corner position that you know we saw Rondi Barber all those years, was phenomenal down there. I mean, he could affect the game in so many different ways. You know what? I think he's going back to safety only. I think he's going to be a center fielder. Because two things happened. Yes, he made plays. But the other thing that happened was they didn't get many turnovers because they didn't have a ball hawk back there. Um, you know, obviously, you know, some guys are, are, are good, but no, not like Winfield. And Winfield had yeah. one interception. He could have more back there. Mike Edwards is the only one that you would think of as close to a That's ball correct. hawk back there. That's correct. And Mike's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So you might not get Mike back which would make it more imperative. And the final thing about that is, and maybe the most important, he got beat up. He couldn't hold up in there. It's too physical. Mm-hmm. And he's a very physical cat, but he's all of, you know, maybe 195 pounds soaking wet and about five foot ten. And guess what? Um, he missed three games because he was hurt. And so you don't want to have a demolition derby with that guy. He's too valuable, and, and he can create turnovers. The same kind of cat on offense that's going to change is Chris Godwin. 
Chris Godwin played in the slot and the offense that, that Tupples uh, ran that was, you know, Byron Leftwich's offense and, and, and obviously Bruce Arians' offense. And the slot receiver in that offense is a key cog in the run game. And, I mean, he is slamming up in there against linebackers, defensive ends. He's taking a beating. He's catching everything over the middle of the field. Everything's a combat catch. Um, and he's just taken so many hits. And we know he tore the ACL and the MCL. He came off of that last year. But they're going to move him outside more more so than, than him playing specifically in the slot. And I think that'll protect him from an injury standpoint. And I think he'll be terrific out there. He can still run over routes and things over the middle. But he'll be able to read coverage, have a lot of you – know, have the sideline to help him get out of bounds and do some things. And I just think – it it you know if you want to keep if you want to keep Chris Godwin around, it might be time you know and then you could play Russell Gage in the slot. There's other receivers you could get to play inside. Again, a different offense, right? Zone, you know, kind of a wide zone running game, that sort of thing. You don't need Chris Godwin to do those things that he used to do inside like that. So that's going to change. Um, and then, you know, they wanted new blood on the coaching staff, and they got it. We just talked about two of the new guys um, that will have new jobs. Uh, you know, But the biggest one, obviously, is Dave Canales taking a big risk. And like I said, fifth offensive coordinator in six years for Todd Bowles. Five in six years. So far, hasn't picked him very well. Let's see if the Canales is that guy. He's got one year to do it. He's got a very young quarterback, and we don't know who else. And and now he's got to try to outplay a Derek Carr in the New Orleans Saints because they are the favorites starting today. So lots going on in the NFL. All right, we're going to have uh, – this will be fun. We have Matt Baker on sometime later this week, talk a little college football, talk some NFL, and Anthony Richardson in particular. I want to get his thoughts on Anthony as, a, as an NFL quarterback. He watched all his games at Florida, so that'll be a conversation uh, worth having along with the USF Stadium situation. There's so much to talk about with Matt Baker, our college football writer. Also covers motorsports for us, so you just saw the St. Pete Grand Prix and he did the Daytona 500, so look forward to talking to him, as well as get your mailbag questions in. We have a bunch already. We will get to those, I promise. You can do that by sending us to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com uh, check out tampabay.com and Tampa Bay Times for the latest on the Bucks and their situation with the franchise player tag that will happen later today thanks for listening for Steve Burstink I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times have a great day everybody need new glasses or want a fresh new style Warby Parker has you covered Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.